Oh, hi there. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five. My name is Elon, and I'm by myself. Yep. Uh, tonight on the show, we have a lot of topics to cover. Sharpie's going to be in here in just a sec. Uh, but we have a lot of topics to cover. We have a new Smash announcement. Komosayama. My name is Elon. Welcome. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the stuff that was announced at Game Awards. We're going to st- talk about some of the stuff that's coming Capcom's way, both good and bad. There's been some uh, there's been some more cancellations and not the good kind here. We're going to dive into those a little bit. More uh, more exciting events coming down the pipeline. COVID might be ending soon. We got a vaccine out. Mortal Kombat's got big things working. But before we do all that, we just I just want to say everybody everybody that's here in the chat listening even if you're even if you're listening, unless you're driving, don't do this. I just want you guys to put a hand up and with your palm facing the ceiling and then just go ha and send a spirit bomb over to Steve, uh, the main squeeze ace king offsuit jerk. He's not feeling too well today. So send him a send him a big old spirit bomb. Uh, yeah. All right, that's mine. Uh sent him a big old spirit bomb there. Uh to get him feeling better. Huh. So, unfortunately, no recap today. Uh, Steve, Steve, unfortunately, has called off. So, uh, here we are. We're sending him uh, the big old spirit bomb. Now, let's get to some of this stuff. Hopefully, Sharpie's going to join us in a little bit. First and foremost, let's talk about some Capcom stuff. Let's talk about some Capcom stuff. Who wants to talk about Capcom stuff? I want to talk about some Capcom stuff. Uh, first up on the list, uh, let's talk about what Capcom announced. And it was uh, actually, like, oddly exciting. Uh, I don't think this came at the Game Awards. I think this came after the Game Awards. Uh, but we now have the upcoming trailer for, or the trailer for the upcoming release, Capcom Arcade Stadium. Oh, before we even get to that, Beaver FTW. Big 37 months, my friend. Thank you. Wow, that's three years in one month. Three years in one month. Thank you so much. Um, let's take a look at this trailer. Let's take a look at this trailer, shall we? I have to click play on it. Look at all these. There's Hugo on the bottom right. Capcom Arcade Stadium. Good stuff, Capcom. That looks kind of fun. Uh, free looks download. really fun. Yeah. Oh, Sharpie's back. Welcome back, Sharpie. Yeah. Hi, hello everybody. I'm not in any way, shape, or form late, and it's definitely not because I was getting stuff ready for y'all. Yeah. Hold on. My lips are like especially red. Ignore that stream. Sure. Yeah. So we just saw the uh, the Capcom Arcade Stadium, uh, which is going to be a free download. I'm assuming they're mm. probably going to sell each game individually, but it's going to be a free download uh, come February 2021 on the Switch. Oh, so I'm excited for that. I'm super, I'm super happy to see Capcom moving on to the Switch. They've had very few, like, uh, general fighting games on there. So the fact that there's an arcade on there now, big deal. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be really exciting. Uh, along with this good news, there were, unfortunately, some bad news for Capcom uh, mm. this week. And that came in via uh, the continuation of the big... Uh, of the big... Um, Leakers. Uh, cyber attack. Yeah, the cyber yeah. attack they had to deal with. Uh, and that is that apparently a lot of Resident Evil 8 has been leaked into the wild. So 
If you don't want any spoilers for Resident Evil 8 or anything of that sort, please close your eyes. Cause we're gonna see them, y'all. We gonna see it. You, we, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Spoiler Close alert. your eyes. Go like this to your ears and just say la 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 la, and just look away for about a month or so until they announce a release date on it. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's disappointing whenever stuff gets leaked. It's even more, uh, and I mean disappointing as in like it's like ah man, I feel bad for everybody that worked over there. Uh, yeah. It's even more disappointing when it came as the product of a cyber attack. Uh, and anything like that. So, sad times for Capcom. Sad times for Papa Capcom. Sad times. Um, Rough one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move on to the next topic here. Did you have any more to say about the leaks or Arcade Stadium, Sharpie? Um, unrelated in any capacity to the leaks. But we did see Google also have a huge cyber attack this week. Um, Google went down for about 45 minutes. Oh, it was yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yesterday, like right when I woke up. Previous to that, this weekend, uh, AWS actually went down yep. uh, Friday afternoon and Saturday. So we've seen quite a large influx of attacks in general on a lot of really big mainstream, um, I want to say like software uh, mm -hmm. vendors, specifically like cloud-based vendors. Yeah. So I want... I, I just really want to remind all of our viewers and listeners to definitely make sure that they have two-factor authentication on literally every single device that they have, including your phone, every single one of your emails. If you have a banking application that you use, make sure that you change the password on it immediately. There have been a lot of compromises lately, not even just in the gaming world in general. Mm -hmm. So definitely be safe. Definitely, definitely be safe. Yeah, and the Amazon Web Services one is... Uh is rough because a lot of people do use Amazon Web Services for uh, cloud-based storage and all this other stuff. Yeah. And if you think that doesn't affect us, it does because that's how we play with Parsec. We use AWS mm -hmm. virtual computers. So, oh, speaking that, uh, of Parsec, actually uh, related news, I suppose here, Parsec did actually announce that they did a small rebranding of their website. Uh, they've changed their domain name. Uh, they stated that none of their services have changed in any capacity. None of what they are offering for their paid services has changed in any capacity. I believe it's exclusively a courtesy because they are now officially 100% on AWS using uh, internally their servers. So uh, there's a lot of there are a lot of large companies that are moving to become more reliant on either Amazon or Google. And so it's very important that you are aware of which services are moving to which vendor just as a consumer. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to obviously just like as a little tech thing. <laughs> I know we don't really talk yeah. about tech here. I just thought it was related. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, for one, welcome our Amazon overlords. I've been waiting to say that. Actually, that's the second time I've thought that. Uh, the first time I said that was when they bought Twitch. Uh, freak uh, you, Bezos. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Bezos, uh, do you want to make sure that Bezos doesn't get free money? If you don't, then... If you have Amazon Prime, which obviously, like, it's hard to not have Amazon Prime, right? Amazon Prime is too convenient. Now, if you don't want Bezos walking off with free money, you can use your Amazon Prime to, for one free subscription on Twitch. And good news for you, especially if you're here, you can use it on us. So yeah. you can click that subscribe button and click subscribe for free. And you can use your Amazon Prime subscription. You might as well use it here because you're going to forget as soon as this is over. Let's be real. And if you don't use it, it's just free money for Papa Bezos. And you know what? Yeah, make Bezos pay us money. Exactly. Right? Because we he doesn't need more money. We do. 
I I mean, he gets a percentage of money from when you giving us money, so you can also just donate to us. But I mean, whatever you feel comfortable with, y'all. Anyway, moving forward with the <laughs> remainder of the podcast, we have a lot of topics and a lot of news to go over today. Yep. So let's get let's get through the sad stuff first, and we'll get through the happy stuff later because uh, things are too sad all the time. First yeah. and foremost, and this one was kind of uh, hard. I saw this. Uh, it looks like Co-op Cup which is a yearly big gathering, uh, mostly for a third strike tournament. And it's team format. A team from Austin has always gone. Uh, uh, there's a buddy here from Austin. His name is Shin. Uh, good friend. Uh, he's always gone. He wound up taking, like his team wound up taking second a couple years in a row. Really great guy. Uh, but yeah, it looks like Co-op Cup has been canceled. Mm. And that's, a, that's, a, that's a big ouchie. Because, you know, every year it's like a big celebration of Third Strike and everybody sees high-level Third Strike. And it's like, oh, my God, this game is great. And everybody's like, it's so much better than Street Fighter V. Then they see Makoto and it's like, oh, wait, I forgot about this. Uh, <laughs> so it is with a heavy heart we're going to have to say goodbye to Co-op Cup this year. Uh, it's very sad. Uh -huh. And, you know, we're, we're going uh, to miss high-level Third Strike this year as far as yeah, that offline event. Of uh of offline events suffering so yeah and the other the other thing too is they were talking about having issues with the venue is they were not able to cancel with the venue so they still have the space rented out and they're not making any money back on it so they were asking people to see who is uh who wants to use that venue for something because they're kind of out on their luck since and uh, they need to make back that money i'm sure yeah so if you are a millionaire Go reach out to the co-op cup guys and then reach out to us. Thanks. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, fifteen thousand dollars in venue fees and they have no way of recouping that, especially since the event has been canceled. It's sad. Um and it's unfortunate and it's sad. Uh the other news, and this is unverified, uh, but I was reading Twitter and I saw that the creator and or the owner of the Mikado arcade and the Mikado tournaments, uh, for those of you that don't know, Mikado has a festival where they play every bit of uh like bizarre obscure shitty fighting games uh or non-fighting games uh and they put on a big like event thing for it every year it looks like the owner of mikado mikado arcade is uh mm -hmm. retiring is uh getting rid of it or getting rid of the venue is getting rid of all the festivals and tournaments and all this other stuff uh if that is the case i am Super sad about that because I always love watching obscure, crazy games and all of the high-level players that come along with it, uh, with those specific games. Uh, I remember one year they had a, uh, a Rival Schools tournament and some of the shit they were doing on there was just absolutely wild. Uh, all the all the crazy infinites of those old games that have infinites that devs weren't able to patch out uh, is always fun to watch. So I'm sad to see yeah. that go as well. <sighs> Sad. A lot of sad news. A lot of sad news this week. Uh, the reality is, everybody, we're getting close to the end of Q4. What does that mean? That means that there are a lot, and I mean a lot, of companies that were expecting to recoup costs that unfortunately are getting hit very, very hard uh, this final month, especially as we go into the holiday season. A lot of events would have been happening right now, and because those events aren't, what we're seeing is a lot of cancellations, a lot of people realizing they're not going to be able to once again recoup those costs, so unfortunate news about a lot of these events unfortunate news about uh 2021 20, but i'm really happy 
about the events that are going to make it to 2021. Like we know for a fact that Combo Breaker will be coming back next year. Um, We've heard, yeah, I'm pretty sure Combo Breaker announced already that they are already coming back for 2021. Oh, that's awesome. Did they not announce that? Am I crazy? I, I could, I don't know if I missed it. But I'll, I'll believe I, I could have sworn I could have sworn after they did and and this is y'all this is just my memory I apologize I don't have an official statement or anything like that I re- I, I happen to recall I believe after the uh after the whole uh what was it the whole online re remembrance thing they mm-hmm. stated we will be coming back in some capacity they didn't say whether or not it would be offline or online they gotcha. stated that they would be coming back next year. Um, and I, I haven't heard any statements like that from CEO. I haven't heard any statements like that from like winter brawl or any C I haven't heard any statement like that from Evo as of yet. But, um, I know that there are quite a, a other few other events that are considering coming back in 2021. So that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. I, I know that next year we're still going to have some events and the big one I'm excited for, obviously, like I just stated before is combo breaker. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens, right? Yeah. It's well, just important to remember that if you have any extra money this holiday season, you are either using it for yourself and your family, obviously, because you are paramount first and foremost. But if there are thousands, thousands of events out here that may not be able to come back and the difference between them coming back could be you donating that $50 or a, or like literally you donating $50 or you just sharing the fact that they can get donations like that can make the difference between a tournament coming back next year, or a tournament dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one good news is that the we're finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel as far as this pandemic goes, because as of mm-hmm. Monday, the first shot of the COVID vaccine was administered in the U.S. and mm. they have been uh, and they have been doling out the vaccine. Uh, to uh, healthcare workers, and they're gonna roll it out to the public. Hopefully, soon, sooner rather than later. It's gonna be a couple months before. Hey! It's gonna be a couple months before we can just walk into our uh, uh, flu shot locations and get ourselves a COVID vaccine. But that's really good news. That's really good mm-hmm. news. And I just saw here in Texas that most HEB locations are going to uh, are going to uh, HEB are the our grocery stores here. It's kind of like if you're. In the Midwest, you have the Myers. If you're in the East Coast, you have Wegmans. Uh, giant. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, they're going to be giving it out to all the people in Texas. So hopefully uh, everybody taking these vaccines will help bring the end of this pandemic a lot sooner than rather than later. And we'll be able to get back to our favorite offline tournaments and all that other stuff. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and Big Four Lil in the chat says, us uh, tours, uh, Owen tours should be high on the FGC priority list for vaccines. You look, 50%. You Owen tours, yeah, look, they're required. 50, 50% of tournament entries lose their first round. That's and 25% of the tournament goes Owen 2. Think of it that way. Mm. Uh, mm. Also, Steve tagged us on the chat at Best of V Show and then just didn't say anything after that. Uh, oh, also, I wanted to address this. Steve says that I'm making his job hard with all these swears. I forgot. Are we not swearing? Yeah, remember how I told you that we could get a certain type of uh, restriction on certain podcasts if we swear? And so I think what Steve has been doing is actually filtering out when we swear, which is oh. why I have I told you this last time, Elon. I'm moving tomorrow on Thursday. I, my brain sucks. 
Uh, okay, let me That's just get this one out. Let me just get oh, this no. one out, and then we'll call it dead. All Don't. Right, Steve, ready? Don't. Cut, cut, cut it out, starting here. Shit. All right, now you can bring it back in. Sorry for making you do that edit. I'm edit. so sorry to all of our viewers and listeners uh, for this <laughs> incredibly ridiculous podcast today. But unfortunately, uh, we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but what Steve meant is he saw the cancellation notice for Combo Breaker said that they'll be back in 2021, but they haven't seen anything. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, and I also heard that CEO Taku as well as CEO and Climax of the Night will all be back in 2021. Um, yep. Yep, yep. So yep, that yep. is important news. All right. And one last piece of sad news uh, that we're going to dole out here before we move on to the happier stuff is that uh, the Smash conduct community conduct panel has officially dissolved uh mm. they sent out a tweet yesterday saying that uh with the amount of things that have come have come forth they need five to ten years in order to catch back up to uh address all those things so due to the unsurmountable amount of work and the lacking resources and know-how to get through all of this stuff they have decided to dissolve so yeah. goodbye to the smash community conduct panel and all those people working on it um i don't know how to feel about that i also didn't know how no, to feel about uh, it popping up in the first place uh and i don't mean that as a bad thing i mean that as in like i i, I like the idea of of course having like a, a community conduct panel that centralizes all of the conduct that the community and all the rules that the community needs to follow in order to participate in these events uh i love that it helps keep everybody it, it helps keep everybody on the same page as far as expectations of what you can do and what you can't do uh and having something like that is extremely important it's extremely important right because when you don't have any expectations and when you don't when you try to think of it as the wild wild west things become very unwelcoming to a lot of people and uh, it, it certainly has been a big issue, and we had that big blow up in the summer with a lot of uh, women and uh, people of color coming forward uh, with racist uh, allegations and sex, uh, sexual abuse and sexual assault allegations, which uh, most of them turned out to be true, and it was a very dark spot for us in the FGC. Uh, so having a conduct panel like that is a really good way of... Uh, addressing all those concerns and making sure that we set priorities and make sure that everybody has a safe and happy and good positive experience in events i yeah the the biggest problem i felt like with the smash code of conduct because i did know a couple of people that were on board with it um i believe one of the main people that i i personally knew was like someone by the name of like emily sun who is in charge of smash sisters um, and she's she's one of the founders, co-founders and organizers for Smash Sisters. And she was on staff, I believe, for that event. And, and while the intentions of the board themselves were pure, like Elon said, after a certain point, it became insurmountable. These people were not in any way, shape or form being compensated. They were just people inside the community that absolutely wanted to help by any means necessary. And the problem with that is that when there's no compensation, you have to balance that with your work that you already have, which could be full time, in addition to any organizations you're doing, in addition to just getting general hate from the community, because a lot of people felt like 
they were not being transparent enough as to what came down to the verdicts that they had. I, I felt like a lot of the community, um, a lot of the code of conduct uh, situations that occurred while they were, I felt like a majority of them were fair. I agreed with almost all of the standings that they came out with when they when they discussed them, when they went over them. I agreed with almost all of them. Uh, there were a couple of exceptions where I did not necessarily, but I still felt like they were handled properly. I felt like after it started uh, to move from offline events, it became significantly more difficult to handle because there are so many online Smash events and there are so many um, Smash events kind of function a little bit differently. They have different hierarchies. So they have like local regional, nationals, majors. Um, and so the difficulty was at the regional and uh, at the major, I'm sorry, at the national and regional levels, you had a significantly different type of code of conduct that was allocated. And at locals, there were a lot of reports that they had to follow through up and uh, delve deep into. And it just became a lot, a lot of work. And there were a lot of, I want to say, um, very negative people inside the community that actively harassed members on staff when they were just trying to help. So I didn't really like that. I didn't like the Smash community actively attacking organizers and people inside the community that were just trying to be better, um, especially when a lot of these people were people that were doing it literally for free <laughs> because they needed to. It, it kind of sucked a lot. Uh, I would have liked to see it be a little bit more official than it was, though it would have been nice to see some level of funding go into them so that they were able to sustain through all of this. But I'm, I, I completely understand why they're disbanding. And honestly, I wish everybody that was in, um, that was working on staff with them, nothing but the best of luck moving forward. There were very talented, very caring individuals, very empathetic individuals on that team. And um, it just makes me really sad to get involved in this. But I completely understand how Yeah, and the other thing too is, uh, and we have to remember this, is like, this is a community trying to self-police, right? Which is amazing. I love the idea, but at the end of the day, they didn't have like the, 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 technical know-how on how to handle these situations, right? There are people who, like, there are specific people who are hired for every company. We call them HR, uh, who handle yeah. these kind of things. And uh, us trying to self-police, as much as it, that's a good idea and as much as mm -hmm. it's a... Uh, it's a it's a passion project and everybody wants to be a part of it and it's a great thing but if we don't have those resources then it be, just becomes like an insurmountable mountain to climb which is exactly what happened so yeah. we wish uh i mean i i everybody. wish yeah. yeah i wish uh the best for everybody that was involved with that panel thank you for everything that you tried to do sorry <laughs> i am i'm sorry that unfortunately it turned out to be an insurmountable amount of work but i hope that um all your work all the work that was put forth in this conduct panel uh does and i i'm i have a feeling it I will think it did. Make i think it did definitely make the smash community significantly better like the yeah. smash community was definitely better for having the code of conduct team than when they did not and i can say that for a fact like i joined super smash this super smash brothers community back in 2012 and i was there for a good three years up until i started playing Skullgirls in 2014 2015 i did not necessarily have a entirely positive experience uh, it was pretty good for like majority of the time there were like a couple of pockets of times where i felt uncomfortable never enough to like leave 
but like enough that I just didn't 100% feel comfortable with things that like if it happened inside of the community now, I would probably leave. Um, yeah. It's nice to see that there were individuals willing to take time out of their day and out of their life to try to make the community better the best way they knew how. And that was something that I really genuinely applauded was individuals doing that. Um, Absolutely. You, have, you love to see people step up like that. It's great. Yeah. And I mean, and you know, uh, we can sit here and say, oh, they did this right, they did this wrong. But at the end of the day, we all, uh, I feel like all of us in the FGC learned a big lesson from uh, the the initiative that they took to start this and uh, from all of the good work that they did up until the point of their uh, disbanding, unfortunately. So That's big great. ups to them. I'll give them a round of applause, you know. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, that was a big thing. I saw that on Twitter yesterday, I believe. So that's uh, yeah. fairly recent. Um, cool. So that Twitter this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I feel like that's Twitter in general. I feel like Twitter is kind of like replaced the news, mostly because everybody's on it, and immediately when something happens, everybody goes to Twitter to check. Uh, and then later the news comes on. It's like this happened. It's like yeah, I know. I was on Twitter. Uh, yeah, we saw it on Twitter, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to happier stuff, shall we? First. I'm excited about this one. Well, let me, oh, you got it. You got it. You got it. You sorry. Got it. I, I just wanted to start with the one that's on the bottom of our list here because I am a big fan of Mortal Kombat, the world. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. And, you know, I love I love our friends over at uh, NRS. They, <laughs> pre-pandemic, they would always release stuff on a Monday or Tuesday before the show. So we got to talk about it on the show. I love them for that. Uh, and, you know, let's we have Paco spot, Stevens. Let's spotlight you here, Elon. Fine. Uh and you know we have Paco Stevens joining us in the chat every once in a while like all the crew over at NRS making good games uh making fun times the Mortal Kombat movie that they've been working on so hard on now has a release date everybody ready everybody sit down buckle yourselves in it's coming on April 16th 2021 and it'll be out in theaters and on HBO Max, as per the Warner Brothers uh, deal with HBO Max, which has a couple oh, wow. people miffed. Uh, but we have a date. It's April 16th, 2021. Mortal Kombat movie. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give them a round of applause for that. Have that's they, a, have they already deal. announced what the actual plot's going to be? Do, have we seen any trailers, or do you think we'll see when, some when we get closer? Trailers are just spoilers. I'm just going to go see the movie on April 16th. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't think they announced the trailer or anything like that. Um, but I, I know for a while they uh, they were releasing uh, names of people who were involved in casting uh, with the cast, and uh, that's exciting. Cannot mm. wait to see what comes of that. Mm. Um, it's probably going to be retelling of MK1. Look, if they do Annihilation again... And just make it better. I'm down. I'm down like Look, a clown. Charlie I'm Brown. down as long as they have Meg the Stallion inside of it <laughs> playing Milan. Like that's all I want. That's all I want. I just want Meg in there, one scene, and then I want her out, and that's it. <laughs> I'll be happy. I'll watch the. I'll I'll sit there the entire time, and as soon as I see her, like okay, cool, y'all got my money, and then I'll walk out. <laughs> I mean, that's all I want. <laughs> I mean, if that's what sells the tickets, then they might better do it. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, so that's very exciting coming out on April 16th. Uh, I'm sure production is going uh, fairly well if they're already announcing 
uh, dates and all that other fun stuff. Speaking of productions. What a segue. I heard that there was another production going on inside of the fighting game community by none other than... Can I get a spotlight, Elon? Who, who'd, you, who'd you hear that from? Uh, give me a second. I'm I, I heard that. <laughs> I, I heard that from me! Because everybody, guess what? I actually came out with my own web series. It was picked up officially, and it has product sponsors from the following Logitech, Blue Yeti, Astro Gaming, Hitbox... 10 Media, Next Hit Wins, I'm actually not done yet, <laughs> there are a lot of people, uh, Team Spooky, oh my god, uh, oh, who's the other one? Little Shop of Madness, is that, I think that's everybody, that's everybody, I'm coming out with my own web series, it's a big thing, there are a lot of product sponsors I'm very, very excited about, I am super, super, duper, duper happy, uh, literally, we have a clip from the very first episode, but basically the entire series revolves around three characters played by me. There are secondary characters in there as well. Uh, Banjo plays Banjo as well as uh, Black Yoshi. But basically the series revolves once again around my characters as they are all roommates, all gamers, and they're all just trying to live their lives in this quarantine. It's and It's something that I literally spent the last month working on and the reason why I wasn't here the last two weeks was because there was a bit of a snafu with me moving and I had to re-record uh, a couple of episodes. So if you love laughing, if you have been wanting to uh, giggle a little bit during this quarantine, come on and watch my competitive gaming FGC sitcom. I believe we have a clip that Elon's going to go ahead and play as soon as he stops spotlighting me. Right, Elon? Nope. I'm kidding. I'm going to be honest with you. This is a long and difficult road. If you want this to work, the most important thing is hard work and dedication over time. If you try and be your most genuine self, people will see you for who you really are and they'll value you. Nah, I can just use my Blue Yeti X and my audio quality is gonna be freaking godlike. These nerds have never heard good microphone audio in their life. They're gonna be blown away. Tiffany, no, you can't just buy your way into a stream following. I mean, I'm pretty sure I can and I did, so. No, think about the core following. Think about building a loyal fan base. Oh, I also got this brand new headset from Astro Gaming too. Okay, wow. That is a really, really nice headset. Yeah, this new Amazon next minute shipping is literally so fast, you forget about the unsafe and grueling conditions that they keep all of their employees in. <laughs> uh, you don't forget. So everybody, if you can't tell, yes, thank you so much. Thank you, Elon. Everyone, if you can't tell, obviously the show involves streaming, the show involves fighting games, the show involves a lot of hilarious sitcom-y moments that will make you literally be like, wah, 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 and those are the best ones. But thank you so much. Again, obviously everyone for your support. Um, there are going to be literally 13 episodes. Uh, and I'm super excited to be releasing all of them every single Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for your support, and thank you again for watching. You're, hey, happy news. Thank you. Yay. You did it. Um, that's exciting. I'm sure that wasn't easy to thank do. You. So congratulations. It was not. It was not. Pandemic. I did not sleep. Mm -hmm. I did not sleep for like a good two weeks straight. I know how. I know. I know, I know how that life is. I know how that life is. 
and I don't envy you for it. But congratulations uh, on the big release. It's a big deal. Thank you. Um, some other things uh, were released into the wild this week. Sorry to get away from it, <laughs> from your web series. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about it when uh, the new episode comes out next. When did you say the episodes are coming out? I'm sorry, I missed it. Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, every Friday. Should have done With that on Monday before of, the show. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I should start showcasing. <laughs> I actually have little sitcom bits that I can probably release on Monday just so that I can be featured on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it Isn't happen. Isn't that what Mortal Kombat does? <laughs> yes. That is what Mortal Kombat, specifically for us and no one else. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, I believe we have more news, do we not? Yes, yes we do. Uh, <laughs> Capcom put out a tweet. We were talking a little bit about Capcom earlier. Uh, Capcom put out a tweet today about SFL. And they were like, hey, get ready for this week's SFL on Thursday. And then they also had the audacity to include this. Special <gasps> announcement, Thursday, December 17th during Street Fighter League. Oh, wow. Now. I wonder what it is. Now, here's the sitch. Everybody put your pants back on. It's not going to be as exciting as you think, I think. And here's why. Mm. I don't think they're going to show Dan. See, Ryu Dragon already stepped in the pothole. Don't step in the pothole. <laughs> I've stepped in the pothole once. See, look at, look at everybody. Everybody's stepping in the pothole. Everybody's stepping in the pothole. Don't step in the pothole. I'm from Pennsylvania. I know how to avoid potholes now. <laughs> That's a joke uh... only Pennsylvanians and <laughs> East Coasters get. Uh... <laughs> I don't think it's going to be Dan, and I don't think it's going to be a release date for Dan. See, Q-Ball gets Let's it. talk about why. Why, why, why? I think this is going to be the reveal of Capcom Cup dates. Exactly what Steve mm -hmm. said. Right. Because it's the Alex trailer. Kwanzaa's right. It's the Alex trailer. Uh, no, uh, because unless they like completely pulled the wall over our eyes, and I'm... I'm down to be surprised. I'm always down to be surprised. Uh, I think what they're going to do is they're going to announce Capcom Cup dates. It's going to be probably uh, January or February of next year. And they're also going to announce, hey, we're going to show off Dan after Capcom mm -hmm. Cup. And I think that's what it's going to be. Now, if they do one of those, like, here's Dan and he's out today, I'm going to be happy. I just don't want to be wrong, you know. There's a mm -hmm. I'm I'm down to be ha I'm down down to be happy, not too down to be wrong. But if I'm happy and wrong, then then that evens out. What do you think, Sharpie? Do you have any expectations? You know, I I agree with the Capcom date thing, and I agree with it because uh, we're getting close once again to the end of the year. They haven't announced really any of their plans as of next year for what to expect. For Capcom date, so it would be really smart for them to do it right now before Christmas. Usually, uh, every every company like kind of shuts down after the 18th. So uh, yeah, Capcom dates for Capcom Cup dates for 2021 is a really really strong, valid, smart guess. And anyone who said Dan, just why do you believe? Why do you believe? Why? I thought Capcom stole that belief from you. Well, Years ago. I mean, they uh, they did because <laughs> they did because if I did believe, I would say, "Hey, here's Dan." And the other thing too is, yeah. the other thing too is they have a big update coming with Dan, right? They said they were going to add a new uh, 
new balance changes. They're going to add a new game mechanic, all this other stuff. So for them to do that before, like right before Capcom Cup would be super weird. But yeah. we saw that with Tekken. We saw Tekken release Tekken Season 2 in the middle of the year before the Tekken World Tour Capcom Finals. Would it. it wouldn't be smart. It wouldn't be smart for them to go into all of this basically having nothing to debut in Q1, right? Like, mm -hmm. especially when they don't have everyone ready to to wheat the appetite before you go into the holiday season is not a good look in general from marketing. You mm -hmm. want to have something that people can buy as soon as you announce it. And if they announce it now, what's going to happen is by the time it gets to be January, February, and they have a finished product that they're ready to sell, people are going to be expecting it. And people won't be as surprised or as excited or as quick to spend money yeah. uh, to buy it. So it, it makes more sense that they would want to just announce the dates for people to look out for Maybe put a little bit of a trailer and maybe give a little bit more of a tease, but I can't imagine that they would be showcasing a whole bunch of everything to expect with that character. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and here's the other thing too. Mm -hmm. With how Capcom has released characters in the past and up to now, is what they do is they have the teaser, right? They'll show like, mm -hmm. hey, look, this character's coming. Uh, then they'll show a character trailer. And then they'll release the character. So far, <laughs> we had the, oh, here it's Dan. You get excited. And then we had the Dan character trailer. And now is the point of where they release it. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. And it could just be one of those things where, you know, uh, COVID and everybody working remote affected uh, their dates a little bit more than we thought. So instead of uh, doing it winter 2020, they're going to do early 2021. And not by Tekken standards early 2021, uh, by normal standards early 2021. So so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited, though. I like announcements. You know? Ex announcements are nice. Yeah, I like um, I have I have some news to report since we have a little bit of free time, it seems. Go for it. All right, if I could go ahead and get a fantastic little close-up here. Um, so there is another group inside of the community, uh, Friends of the Cast, TVFGC. They are on YouTube. They are on Twitter. They do nice little regurgitated uh, newscasts of everything that you may see on Twitter every once in a while on their YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash C slash TVFGC. Um, and I'm a big fan of their show. Uh, but basically, one of the things that they're actually showcasing this Friday, I'm sorry, this Saturday, is they spoke with Tanisha Jane, who is the founder of Lady Night FC, FGC. And she is basically, it's a part of their larger brand, which they're creating called Tournament Organizer Talk or TO Talk, where they actually interview different TOs inside of the community that are doing amazing work. Um, and I wanted to kind of showcase it because... There are quite a few people inside of the roster that they have coming up, but the big one is, once again, Professor Highkick, who's really, really well-known inside of the Northeastern Tekken scene, um, and that's kind of cool. I, I was really excited to hear that. She's a, a large female tournament organizer inside of the Northeast, specifically for Tekken, and um, it's always great people showcasing other people inside the community that don't always get the spotlight. So I'm very excited for that. Once again, the episode comes out on this Saturday, um on tv fgc's youtube definitely check it out give them some love give them support uh it's just an interview about what she did when she was first founding the organization how events have been for her and she's i believe uh ladies night 
FGC is one of the large events right now for online events. Um, and Tanisha Jane, otherwise known as Professor Highcake, is doing a fantastic job at running it. That's that. Nice. More content for the FGC. That's always hey, good. Hey, we love especially, to see it. Especially one highlighting. Uh, excuse me. I got the hiccups. Uh, especially <laughs> one highlighting uh, TOs because I think TOs are... That's like one of the few jobs in the FGC. Well, that's one of the many jobs in the FGC that go uh, unthinked, I think. And uh, it directly affects our growth as well. Yep. Um, it's one of those things that like, I don't think tournament organizers always get the spotlight because they're never in a position to be in front of a camera, mm -hmm. really ever, if they're doing their job right. <laughs> yeah, they're too busy so, putting out fires, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's really nice to see content creators right now, especially TV FGC, um, making sure that organizers stay just as visible right now during online events as they do during offline events, which is fantastic. I am a mm -hmm. big fan of watching organizers and um, tournament runners get a lot of highlight right now. I love that. Yeah, no, that's always good. It's sad that that's happening when they're not working. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, I feel like we should have been doing this a long time ago. And to some yeah. to some degree, we kind of have, but I think I think it wasn't near to the level that we needed to be. So mm -hmm. uh, big ups to that crew and big ups to all TOs uh, and staff and stuff. Speaking of TOing and speaking mm. of tournaments and speaking of events, mm. uh, an event was announced this week. Actually, mm. I think it was over the weekend. Uh, from somebody that I don't think I was expecting to hear uh, an event from, and that's uh, Anakin, you know, Red Bull Anakin, uh, Radiance Anakin from Tekken, announced the Anakin Invitational, uh, which Ooh. is going to be a big old Invitational for Tekken 7. Uh, it airs on December 20th on his Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Anakin, and he announced that 8 out of the 16 players today uh, that are going to be on this, I was hoping he was going to announce 16, but he only announced eight. He's along with everybody else announcing stuff after a show. <laughs> everybody just wants to announce stuff after best of five. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not upset about it. Here are eight of the 16 players. We have Glaciating, Suikin, Joey Fury, Justin Iglesias, Brawl Pro, Shadow20Z, Bin Chang, and Nashi. This is already stacked as AF, as Eris would say. Uh... I feel like just these eight people would put on a gigantic show, and I guess the what did he say here? Let me let me take a look at what he actually said on Twitter. Uh, I saved all my surprise reveals for tomorrow, but this should already get you pumped for the tourney. So mm -hmm. there it be. Glaciating, Suikin, Joey Fury, Justin Iglesias, Brawl Pro, Shadow Twenty Z, Ben Changanashi. Already a stacked group. He's got eight more people to announce, so that's gonna be super fun. Uh, it was also mm -hmm. super fun trolling through his Twitter for a hot second, so thanks, Anakin. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be crazy, uh, especially because it looks like it's going to be mostly uh, North America people, people on this side of the globe. I could be completely wrong about that. Uh, but, you know, we need we need more good-ass Tekken. And mm -hmm. while the all the open bracket tournaments have been great to watch, uh, the Tekken Online challenges and all that other stuff is great, uh, a good old invitation was in order just to remind people what, like where we are with Tekken, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, uh, before the pandemic started, there was this big uh, discussion within the FGC about invitationals versus open bracket tournaments. Yeah, I and actually think we had something happen earlier last week regarding it, but we will finish this point and then we will talk about that point. Sure. I mean, it's just one of those things where 
invitationals are great, right? It's the high, like you can invite whoever you want. You can handpick who's going to be playing what. So you can really like get to the highest, highest possible level of whatever you're getting to. However, mm-hmm. the downside of that is it's very inclusive. It's exclusive. That's that's the word I was looking for. It's very exclusive, right? Because it's, you know, depending on who's making the invitational, like that person has or that group has the sole pick of who's coming. So you don't get the uh, diversity or like the welcoming and ex- uh, inclusive feel of an open bracket tournament where anybody and everybody can just show up and be a part of this uh, crazy thing we call the FGC. So mm-hmm. for a while, we had there was uh, a bunch of people were saying like, oh, open bracket tournaments should go away and we should just have invitation. It was like, nah get out of here with that open bracket tournaments are what make the fgc the fgc so with that said invitationals are also very important so having both of these events coexist i think is where we need to be so seeing more invitationals alongside these open bracket tournaments that we have are what I would like to see in the future because then we have the super hard super like sweaty high level play and we have our Mm -hmm. still super hard less a little bit less sweaty open bracket tournaments with the big prizes and everything else so I just wanted to get that off my chest because that was a big thing and uh that's my that's my take on it I want to bring attention because last week this was also a conversation that came up inside of the community um I had made a tweet talking about uh, being really happy that content creators in general were getting the spotlight uh, since quarantine, just because I felt like content creators bring so much inside the community. They don't always get the spotlight uh, just because when offline events were happening, a lot of the spotlight was on top players and um, a lot of content creators were not necessarily getting opportunities. And uh, one of the things that ended up happening was that uh, there was, uh, I believe, another take by someone else inside the community that just stated that the person, this person was a is a renowned player uh, and has won several Evos and stated that they had wanted to, um, they were very excited to only have invitationals instead of offline events. They were, um, I can go ahead and, and read the tweet, I believe specifically, just so I can get all the context. I don't want to misquote this person because um, that would be disastrous, I believe. But uh, we can go ahead and just quote it really quickly. <laughs> you, are you familiar I'm, with the tweet that I'm talking about? I'm, I'm not familiar with the tweet, but I'm just laughing at the chat. <laughs> ah, fair, 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 fair. Chat, chat, be really silly. Chat, be really silly. I mean, they're uh, not but wrong. basically, <laughs> <laughs> won several evils and lost thirteen times. That's that's uh, definitely something that happened to this person. Um, in any case, basically unrelated to anything that I just said when I was reading chat. But basically what ended up happening was that this person believed that uh, offline events are not necessarily needed any longer, that offline events uh, resulted in things like events taking forever. Um, This person also said, I have to scroll back, wise ways, don't I? Wowzers. Wowzers. Am I crazy? Was this beyond forever ago? Is that what's going on here? Well, since we're in the pandemic, it feels like it's. Every, it feels like yesterday yeah, was right. forever ago. There is no more time. Takes... Oh my uh, god! It, but you know, like every single week is so long. My point with all of this is that person basically said that they were really hoping that offline events 
never came back. And that if offline events did come back, they were not open bracket. They were specifically um, invitational only. A lot of people had things to say about it. Quote That's retweeting why. happened a lot. Yeah, it is not a take that I necessarily agree with. <laughs> granted, granted, I will say this. Uh, to what you were saying about how open bracket tournaments do take forever, that's kind of why I stopped competing. It's because, you know, you play your and you play a match and then you wait like an hour and then you play another match and then you wait an hour and then by like four hours in you've played two matches and I'm burned out. Uh, uh I found the tweet I found the tweet. I'm so sorry it. to interrupt. I'm gonna do read it. the quotes and I'm just going to say it for posterity. This person stated, not trying to be negative, but I hope major offline events never come back and they just stay as small invitationals reserved for those who have gone through a qualification process. And they continue, sorry, I don't look forward to paying a $100 venue fee for equipment that is a toss-up if it's going to work that day. Stream setup feeling hella different than the off-stream setup than people who don't even play my game telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. And, uh... A lot of quote retweets happened there. A lot of people were really upset. A lot of people were really in disagreement with yeah. what this person stated. Well, I mean, there are some valid points in there, but I don't think that all warrants uh, taking away everything, <laughs> right? I feel like that's just a little yeah. bit extreme. But there, you know, it is. There are some very valid points, right? Because you know, one hundred percent valid points. Like I agree with certain aspects of what this person is saying. I believe the problem is. By wishing that events never come back, that's just a really terrible yeah. thing to say right now when there's so many event organizers struggling. Mm -hmm. And even more so to say when there are event organizers struggling to just do online right yeah. now. It comes from a very weird place to state something like, I, mm -hmm. hope, I hope open bracket never comes back. I'd rather always see invitationals only because that's the way the FGC should be. And that is... That is fundamentally discouraging to people inside of the community who enjoy seeing new players, who enjoy yeah. having a anybody can be anybody type mm -hmm. of storyline. It's it's really difficult for people to get past that. And so it's one of those things where you come from a place of you already being very angry and very bitter personally, and then you try to translate that take and it comes out very salty, which I believe this person says a lot of things like that for whatever reason mm -hmm. um it's just one of those things that definitely could have been phrased significantly better um 100 in and of itself is not necessarily a completely invalid take but once again it's one of those things where you really have to know exactly what you're saying and know exactly what you're coming from when you make these takes because the problem is if you keep too much of the fat around the 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 statement there it detracts from the actual point and i want to reference mm -hmm. the chris g tweet that we talked about earlier a couple of months ago where he was stating why he wasn't playing inside the dragon ball nationals which is to say he started blaming lag he started playing blaming someone else's connection when he should have just said the reality is the net code here is terrible and they've done nothing to fix it if mm -hmm. he had exclusively focused on that point instead of misdirecting to other people inside of there it would have been easier to focus on the point yeah. But it's difficult for, a, I believe, a lot of these older generation players to focus on how to word things specifically so that the focus of the statement is on what they want the focus to be. Um, I think that's just navigating social media in general, you know? Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, look, the I, I, I want to say this real quick. Uh, this is going to make it seem like I don't know what I'm talking about, but just bear with me for one second. 
what the tweet in question that we were discussing about uh turning off uh, taking off open bracket events the things they were bringing up the examples they were bringing up the causes of why they think this thought are valid but not the thought itself right uh exactly those are problems They're that are happening related. Yeah, at all. exactly. Those are definitely problems that occur at tournaments. Those are not the reason why open brackets are bad. That's yes, not why. Exactly. Those problems that, would still occur. You'd still have to pay a hundred dollars venue. You'd still even one hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent more because you'd only be spectating. So it's not like those problems disappear if there's no open bracket. Now the problems of uh, seating would still occur. The mm -hmm. problems of, uh, of specifically like advertisements and stream malfunctions would still very much so occur. These yep. problems would not disappear exclusively. It was an invitational. So it's like the problem that this person had with events were very valid, but by adding on an unrelated yeah. point, it takes away from it and just comes off as salty. And I feel like that's something that people really need to understand, especially right now, while mm -hmm. everyone's engagement is exclusively through social media. Right. You really need to understand how to convey what you're saying 100%. There needs to be absolutely no or very, 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 very little misstep for misinterpretation. You need to be ready to explain that point even further in a completely uh, calm and collected way. Yeah. You have to be ready to have that conversation. And if you're not ready, if you just shut everybody up, if you just mute everybody, if you just block everybody who disagrees with you, then that doesn't necessarily show that you're in a, a, a location of goodwill when you made this statement. It just comes mm -hmm. off as you being salty yet again. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is like getting rid of open bracket, bracket, open bracket tournaments is kind of like getting rid of the core of the FGC as far as my exactly. opinion of it. Right. Because, I mean, I that's agree. why I'm here. Open bracket tournaments yeah. are why I'm here, it's sitting in this chair, uh, taking over this show uh, right now, right? Uh, I, I've talked about it a bunch of times. My first tournament ever was Winter Brawl 8, and uh, I showed up at the wrong day where team tournaments were happening, and I was just, like, super nervous, didn't know what to do. And then I met Spooky, then I met Big E, and they kind of, like, gave me the lowdown of, like, what the FGC is all about, like, really, like, helped me relax into the scene, and then I had a great time. Uh, yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that I was there to play, I probably never would have gone, right? Mm -hmm. that, like, that, it is impossible to incentivize people to come into the FTC solely from a spectator point of view. That's awful. Yeah. Uh, it's one not of those things where it, uh, it also takes away from, I believe, this person's journey where they also were just a person who went to go mm -hmm. play inside of an open bracket once upon a time before they won EVO several times. So it's one of those things that I think it's really easy for certain people to say when you look at like their history. But one of the things that you have to remember is that inside of the FGC, it's really, really, really easy to forget where you came from. Yep. I will never forget my very first tournament. I will never forget the very first time I won a game, the very first time I got kicked and eliminated from bracket, the very first mm -hmm. time that I went 0-2 and the very first time I won a tournament set and a money match and everything like that. And that's important because that experience is very specific to the fighting game community and that's something that not everybody mm -hmm. always gets to experience so mm -hmm. we have to be very understanding and i feel like after you get to a certain point in tournament levels a certain amount of notoriety or a certain amount of fame as i have the community uh you start to forget those ideals and so i think it becomes a lot easier to get quote unquote out of touch and that just yeah. kind of becomes exasperated especially right now with quarantine 
Yeah, and the other thing too is uh, there's uh, the music industry is a lot like this too. I was a I was a classical musician before I started doing every uh, video editing and all this other stuff uh, where I am now, and in the classical music and in the uh, actually I think in the music industry in general it's the same thing where yeah. people forget where they came from. But I think it's mostly because you're working so hard on this thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right, like you can't like with very few exception, you can't just like pick up a game one day and be like, "I'm gonna go do this," and then like win Evo, right? Uh, with a few exceptions, uh, so you're working so hard on this thing that you're spending years and years and years just doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this, and it you don't see your own progression, right? Because yeah. uh, because when you're honing any type of art, or when you're uh, when you're learning anything, or when you're uh, refining anything. Because the points of improvement are so small within the grand scale of your experience of it, it's so hard to see your own improvement until mm-hmm. you step back and you're like, whoa, I made top eight at Evo or whatever, right? Uh, so because you're so ingrained in this process, you kind of like just live that process and that's your experience instead of like seeing the bigger picture. So that's, I think, why people lose uh, touch of where they came from because they're just so into this process and they're like so focused on where they are and where they're going instead of the past where they came from right because at the end of the day if i were to play to you my first match of street fighter 4 in a tournament like when i went to when Broadway, it was uh still arcade edition 2012 if i were to play you my match then i don't want to even see it because i know it's ass Right, I don't want to like re-embarrass myself that way and not, and not that it was embarrassing everybody was super uh even like the people who were kind of mean uh, were still super encouraging. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember I sat down to play this El Forte player, and I was I, jokingly I would say, "Hey, I'm new. Don't laugh at me too much." And he's like, and he just laughed at me, and he goes, "Ah, everybody takes their licks." And I'm like, "All right, I feel better." Uh, yeah. And then he proceeded to beat my ass. Uh, I'm I'm pretty like sure that. like I'm pretty sure like if you would show anybody their first match, they don't want to see it because they would just feel embarrassed, right, compared to where they yeah. are now. And it's so easy to disassociate yourself from your starting point uh, because of this incredible journey that we've all gone through as far as... <laughs> uh, uh, Speaking of journeys. Yes. Speaking of journeys, Elon, because we have been talking about this for quite some moment, and I'm realizing that we may be dwelling a little bit too much on negative news. We're dwelling. I believe. Yeah, dwelling, dwelling, dwelling. But let's not dwell. I like let's dwelling. Let's focus. Yeah, I, I like dwelling as well. Speaking <laughs> of remembrance, a little known game known as Them's Fighting Herds has made an announcement. Oh. Now, this announcement is not in any way, shape, or form affiliated with a brand new game or anything like that, even though Shanty is coming out very, very soon. But they were actually just just literally about four hours ago, they were actually announced um, and nominated by IGN as the best fighting game of 2020. Whoa, that's big. Yeah, that's very big. And in order to in order to celebrate what they've actually done, they've come out with a new line of merchandise um, on their website. I'm actually going to go ahead and link it in chat right now. I've linked both. The announcement, as well as the uh, as well as the chat inside the document, if you'd like to go ahead and pull that up really quick. Um, but basically, they've come out with a new shanty pen, which is the new goat character inside of the game. Um, a couple of brand new shirts, all available on their site via Gaming Generations right now. Uh, the shanty pen itself is twelve dollars, but for a total of fifteen dollars, 
you can get a bunch of stickers, and for $70, you can get a pen of every single character inside of the game right now. That's Paprika, Palm, Tianu, Oleander, Velvet, Arizona, and now Shanty. Um, so that's pretty cool. Congratulations to the main six development team. They've been working super hard on that. And uh, if you haven't already played Dunn's Fighting Herds, the Cousin of Skullgirls is a fantastic game. It is currently 40% off, I believe, right now on uh, the Humble Bundle. Uh, and you can grab it by going over to playtfh.sharpypls.com. Great game. New character coming out soon. Whoa, affiliate links. Uh <laughs> Uh, but I'm also seeing in chat the uh, IGN's best fighting game of 2020 nominees are Grand Blue versus <laughs> Them Fighting Herds, uh, Undernight CLR, as well as EA's UFC 4, all nominated for the uh, best fighting game of 2020. And to be very honest, I think that is a very, very fair listing of uh, games. I noticed that Power Rangers isn't on there, and I believe that's because Power Rangers isn't yet actually- out of beta. Is it? Is it already on 1.0? It's not, right? I think so. Maybe. I don't know. But I I do remember it technically released last year. They haven't been very good at marketing that game, to be very honest. Which is a shame, because every time I see stuff about that game, it's like, whoa, this looks cool. Yeah, it looks... I I played it. It's not. It's not. It needs more work. (laughs) It it needs a little bit more work. It needs... I'll say that, and I play Skullgirls. It needs a little bit more work. Okay? (laughs) Uh, But Um, no, I'm super happy for Main 6. I'm super happy for all the games. And there, yeah, chat saying that Power Rangers came out in 2019, which kind of tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just suffice it to say that there is uh, that more so than the Game Awards, which came out what about a week ago. Now it was it was uh, last Thursday, yeah. And I was gonna yeah. bring that up. Theirs was uh, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. Uh, they had Undernight in there. Was Undernight in there? Uh, what else was in they there? They had Undernight. I don't even remember what one. One Punch Man. Do we remember what one? Hey, Google. Oh, Mortal Kombat one. You're right. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat Aftermath one. So. No, I know Mortal Kombat. Shush. Uh, Uh, It was one of those. It was one of those. To be very honest, uh, I I appreciate what the Game Awards tries to do. I wish that they would have a couple of more people, specifically inside the fighting game community, help recommend games or at least make be very transparent about what goes into deciding what fighting games are on there. I don't necessarily agree with the same, with whatever whatever they actually choose to nominate the games. I don't agree with what methods they're using. If they're just allowing yeah. it to anybody, I believe that they should have specific members on a judge, on a panel of judges of people inside of the community exclusively be able to vote for things. Um, yeah, well, here's the thing about the game. Nice. Yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Uh, but here's the thing about the Game Awards: is the Game Awards is not about giving awards to games that deserve it. It's about giving awards to people who are friends with Jeff Keighley. Well, uh, and what I mean by that is like the uh, the Game Awards is so like uh, it's a circle jerk on the games industry, right? Like I literally well. when here's the thing: I couldn't tell like immediately when they were like these games are nominated, I could tell you exactly which games were gonna win because of their status within the gaming industry. That's that's all it is. I watched it because, you know, there were some pretty cool uh, game announcements, uh, of which we were going to talk about a couple of them uh, in a little bit. But, I, you know, it's it's just such a weird self-masturbatory thing that I'm not a fan what of. And I, I think say, most awards shows are like that, too. What I would say is that I believe they have a lot of work they can do 
I believe the original idea of having a game award um, is fantastic. Sonic won last year as esports player of the year, which I was incredibly happy to see. They mm -hmm. they beyond deserve it, and I'm very very happy to call Sonic a, a good friend. And I believe that they deserve that award, and I was very happy that they won it. But in the same breath, there is a lot more that they could be doing in general for competitive gaming that it feels like they only do occasionally as um, something specifically to get certain viewership, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I understand yeah. the sentiment behind the idea of circle jerking, but I don't. it's not necessarily one that I believe is actively happening. What I think is actively happening is that a lot of people that are organizing this event may not necessarily have the knowledge or the networking connections to certain people inside the community. So they just don't know what yeah. is and actually happening in a lot of these communities. For example, oh. Hades didn't win Game of the Year. Okay, hold An on. Sorry to interrupt, but we're about to have uh, we're about to have a uh, uh, the rare best of five snipe. Everybody ready? Three, two, one. Out of here, uh, stupid bot. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. So it just feels like the award show in general. First of all, I'm very happy that it was created because it's it's nice to know in some capacity that there are at least people inside of the gaming sphere that are interested in doing this. It would very much so bother me more so if it was Hollywood doing it more than anything. But it's nice to see that they're kind of inside of the gaming sphere or gaming adjacent. Um, it would be nice, once again, if they actually allowed certain communities that they um, have categories for to actually represent those communities i would love to see someone from the fighting game community come out to present the award similar to they to what they have for the oscars or for the grammys but it just doesn't feel like they're at that level yet even though they have the monetary wealth to do so and it's kind of disappointing to a certain degree but happens right and that's yeah, all and i'm mean, gonna say about that hire me already game awards yeah, i don't know I mean, why you i don't know you have it yet yeah, and i mean I, I guess that was a bit uh Unwarranted for me to just say it's people with friends with Jeff. Bro, you Billy. just burning bridges every which I mean, way. You just well, burning bridges. The, That's crazy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. First of all, uh, I think what I said as far as people being friends with Jeff Keeley, I take that back. That was unwarranted. The whole thing about it being a circle jerk, I still believe that, and that's fine. You know, we can all take it as as uh, as we will. And according to Blue in the chat, uh, the nominee selection is uh, the nominees for most cat categories are chosen by an international jury of 95 global media and influencer outlets selected for their history of critical evaluation of video games. And each voting outlet completes a confidential unranked ballot based on the collective and diverse opinion of its entire editorial staff listing out its top five choices in each category. Ballots are tabulated and the five games that appear on the most ballots are put forth as nominees. In the event of a tie... Uh, nominees will be announced. Uh, six or more nominees will be announced in the category. So that's according to Blue. There. The only fighting game jury was Event Hubs. Is that real? Yeah, I think that's Event the Hubs only was a part of the jury. I think that was the only media representing the FGC. Yeah. That's so vile. That's that's absolutely disgusting. Well, let me ask. Let me let me let's put it this way. What other websites that SNK? SNK. SNK. I'm sorry, not SNK. Uh, sure, you can. Oh, SR SRK. SRK. They're, they're, they don't even... Uh, when's the last time... Does SRK even post stuff anymore? Because I know they had like a big exodus when they didn't have the money to pay staff anymore. They occasionally still post things. Occasionally. 
but I would I would I would say that they do things that the the quality of posts that they have are significantly higher I agree. than event hubs. And I would also state that it's very interesting to me, especially because um what is it? Uh Frame Perfect or or specifically Evo LLC mm-hmm. owns SRK. Yeah. So like it's very surprising to me that they would opt to go with event hubs which in no way, shape, or form is affiliated with any event inside of the fighting game community at all, and is exclusively a digest, very, very, very it's a blog. low quality website. Yeah, it's like, a blog. It's very, it's very vile. It's very vile. I, in no way, shape, or form, enjoy event hubs, and I'll say that very publicly. I don't it, like event hubs. I don't like anyone that writes for event hubs. I don't like the owners of event hubs. I do not like event hubs. The, the views <laughs> for, put forth by... <laughs> Burning bridges, are we? I won't won't burn bridges for the Game Awards, but I'll burn it for a no-talent, disgusting website like Event Hubs. My God. My God. (laughs) What is Event Hubs going to do? Disgusting. Former host, honey. Honey, we ain't ain't even... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I do think Event Hubs does cover a need in the FGC, and that's the need for a blog. And it basically takes everything they see on Twitter and then turns it into a 500 word article that kind of is just all fluff. And then, and then that's it, you know? And at the end of the Kotaku day, every the once in a while. Thing. Kotaku does the same thing and everyone shits on Ian for it. Kotaku does the exact same thing. They do it at a higher quality and everyone shits on Ian for it, but because Event Hubs does it, everyone just literally smells their own farts. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's and I mean, crazy. I, I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. Event Hubs is very good at aggregating headlines for me to look at for when I'm deciding on what topics we're going to talk about on the show. So thank you, no, Event shout, Hubs, for that. Shout out to Event Hubs <laughs> for understanding how SEO works. Shout outs to you, Event Hubs. Great job. Y'all did uh, it. But at the same, but at the same time, it's, 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 hard to, it's hard to call it media because it's just a blog. So we'll, we'll leave it at that and we'll stop talking on other people we'll stop burning bridges as you say uh <laughs> no i ain't burning i ain't burning no bridges i need to be honest uh but anywho so uh you use event hubs for tournament results well why aren't you using best of five level 100 charizard huh what's wrong with you steve's not here event so we didn't get a recap so i guess maybe that's why <laughs> that's right. fair to Let's be honest to- okay anyway we have more news coming in specifically because during the actual gaming awards there was actually a large announcement, and Elon, I believe we're going to spotlight you for that information, aren't we? Okay. I was going to do a, another announcement before we got to the other announcement, but... Now let's do this the announcement way, first. Yes. Now give me 30 seconds while I do this. While I do this. Anyway, how you are. doing, chat? Y'all doing right. great? I'm ready. Um, so, during the Game Awards, actually before the Game Awards, we got a big, that, the big coveted smash envelope was shown. And they were going to announce a new Smash Brothers character. Uh, Best of Five doesn't have the high quality for tier lists. Hey, do tier lists even Yo, matter? we're not reading chat. We're focusing on right now on T- the game. Tier lists don't right? matter. Don't at me. Uh, I mean, you can at me. Uh, whatever. Anyway, the Smash envelope <laughs> was shown. <laughs> the Smash uh, envelope was shown, and everybody was excited. It's like, oh, where is this going to come from? What other wacky uh, crossover are we going to get? And we got oh, this. Too late. Now we're going to watch this trailer that I'm going to figure out how to click play for. I did it. Oh, oh, spoilers. Oh, it just got chopped in half. Oh, everybody knows the music. 
Cloud's like, wait a second. Wait just no. a minute there. This can't be true. Uh, <gasps> it's Sephiroth. So, now, here's here's the sitch. First of all, this looks amazing, right? Showing Sephiroth off like this. And then they have the... His look in Final Fantasy VII, the game, and then him in, in the game. Game. There he is. And he's doing Sephiroth things. He has pretty decent range. Another sword character is exactly what we needed in Smash. <laughs> yep. Uh, look at him walking. Oh, he almost. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part it's of the trailer that's coming up. Look, something. We saw Luigi die in an earlier trailer uh, for uh, Simon Belmont. And it's crazy because, you know, they don't usually kill Smash Brothers characters. But, spoiler alert, somebody's about to die. That special is very nice. There's Mario! Oh! He killed Mario! Nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, they can't kill off characters. Except Luigi, apparently. Technically, he came back because he was a goat. Yeah, you're right. I killed him for comic, comic relief, so... <laughs> so, killing Wait. Nintendo characters for comic relief is okay. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not Kirby. As long as it's not Kirby. Uh... And they have a special Cloud Omni Slash uh, and all this other stuff, but there it is. Ultimate Smash Brothers X Final Fantasy, and then there's like a big thing at the end here. Wait for it. Did Omni Slash work? That looks like my raid scene. In my memories. Yeah. <gasps> That's a new line. That's a new line. That's a new line, actually. That right there was a new line. And then that guy. Oh my god. Anyway, okay, that's uh, actually really cool. That's my that's... first time seeing the trailer, everyone. Hey, so. stop it. All right. Uh, sorry, I was saying stop it to the video that kept playing. Um, but and then they show like his final form or whatever at the very end. That's pretty cool. Uh, now mm -hmm. Sephiroth is pretty cool in Smash. However, I will say this. I was expecting something from a new world that was going to bring in somebody completely new, not something that we've already seen in Smash. So part of me is a little bit miffed about it because it's like, ah, Sephiroth, come on, we could have we could have gotten, I don't know, Crash Bandicoot or something. Yeah. Part of me is just really upset because Nintendo has opted to release a brand new character instead of addressing the fact that they've actively hurt the community by saying, fuck Very Smash. True. So. Very true. Very that's true. just me. But, you know, Sephiroth looks great. Very happy that they were able to obviously release it instead of announcing something that the community actually wanted. Um, and so hopefully they'll get enough money from this in order to release Melee in some capacity so that people that enjoy the game will be able to play it. I don't know how Nintendo thinks at this point. Um, oh, speaking of, by the way, um, speaking of Nintendo doing shitty stuff, uh, there's a YouTube <laughs> channel out there called Silva Gunner. I don't know if you guys know mm. about it. Twitch.tv forward or no, sorry, YouTube.com forward slash Silver Gunner. He is, uh, they are sorry. I don't know their gender uh, or their gender preferred pronouns. Uh, they do the most high quality music fakeouts of of all time that I've seen. Right? They'll take wow. a song from a game and they'll imitate it almost too well, but they'll change the melody. Right? So like the big meme they have is like. 
they'll have the Mar- Mario 64 slide music, you know, the and they changed it to meet the Flintstones, so it's and like everything else sounds exactly like the game. Uh, so he has this, they have this amazing library of music uh, of like all these fake out musics and Nintendo took all of them down and I'm kind of sad about it yeah. to be completely honest. That tracks. Makes me very sad, especially because it's not the original music. So it's really. Uh, but don't we have some news that doesn't make you sad, Elon? Yes, we do. There's more stuff. Uh, thank you for keeping us because on the Because we're trip. in the final four moments of the stream. So it's going to be the last bit of news that we have for today, correct? Uh, hopefully. If not, then, <laughs> we'll, we'll, you know, we can go late. It's fine. I don't, I don't mind. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, you really think Nintendo fans are going to stop spending money with Nintendo? I don't disagree with that. I mean, I was thinking about getting it's Pikmin the other day. It's not really Nintendo fans. It's not really Nintendo fans, necessarily. It's general gamers. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is, Nintendo's loyal fan base is very upset about the Melee and Smash thing because they see it as a forefront to attacking other games that could happen. Like, today it's Melee. Tomorrow it could be, like, I don't know, Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It could be really any game that they control whatsoever because they're allowed to do it and they will do it. So people are concerned. The Pokemon community is like, damn, this sucks, but it's not happening to us, so we're happy. But they understand it could be them. So they're yeah. just as mad. It's one you, of those things where it's like people are just, mm. You know, uh, what is the, the good developer? News we have the develop, you know yeah. a developer that's not going to turn around and bite their content creators in the ass? I don't know, Elon. What's an ethical, really good content and developer that doesn't bite content creators in the ass? Arc System Works. Ah! Arc System uh, Works! Woo! Arc System Works is great. And as of this weekend, they released a trailer for a new character for Grand Blue Versus. So that's what, another do game. We have that, footage of it. We do. Uh, this is another one of those games that is amazing, and I always forget to play it. And then I see it, and I'm like, whoa, I should play that. And then I forget about it. Anyway, here's a trailer for the new Grand Blue character. Ignore the spoiler at the top. I love this music. Oh, it's that lady. And the tea- Ooh, that teapot was cool. Oh my god. I want to scratch her ears. Oh, I love her. So every time I see- Every time I see a trailer of this game, I'm like, dang, I need to get back into it. It's yeah, basically like, that's that's my experience with video games in general. I see a trailer for a game, oh. I'm like, whoa, I need to play that. And then I just kind of don't and forget about it until yeah. I see another trailer. I'm the same way, but like, in all seriousness, Grand Blue has been one of those games that I really do want to play. Now that I have a hitbox, I, because I officially, by the way, spoiler alert, an influencer for hitbox, so they sent me one. I'm really excited. I love it so much. But like, now that I have one, I'm more... I, I'm falling back in love with fighting games just because I don't have to play a controller anymore and it's a really nice experience. But like, she looks fun. She looks fun. Oh no, I love her. She has like this oh, no, move. Like she has basically like a backswing blow and it looks super cool. I hope. I don't think she shows it off here. I'm going to actually rewind this trailer a little bit because I want to see that backswing blow thing. I really like her movement. Right there. Yeah, I, I can't believe that. I actually, like, miraculously picked the I correct time to go. Out. Man. That nice little beat. Oh, like no, that... she's good. Yeah, that kind oh. of stuff I love in any fight. There it is again. 
Uh, that kind of yeah. stuff I love in fighting games. Uh, I love her movement. I really do. Now, so Kwanzaa is asking if there are any netcode improvements. I sadly don't think so. I could be wrong about that, though. My whole thing is, to be very honest, um, if I'm just labbing the game, I don't need netcode. But it is a really big factor in picking up games now, now nowadays. But. Yeah, and that's and you know we talked about this because this game came out right as the pandemic did. So yeah. like this it was is unfortunate. It was very sad that this game was built to be super successful within the FGC, and then because of the pandemic, didn't pan out. I mean, gr granted, people are still playing it. Uh, you know, it's still fun. It's part of the uh, Arxis World Tour. Uh, so to be fair, a lot of games needed this to happen to them in order for companies to take online seriously. It is unfortunate generally because this game has a lot of potential in the offline front and to be very honest like i'll i'll say it 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 deserved to be given the spotlight more than persona did that's just the fact okay <laughs> i said it i said it and y'all can come for me all you want but it deserved it more than persona did because y'all watched persona come out and just mm, okay now look the not net code is not amazing unfortunately but a lot of games have come out this this past year and haven't had amazing netcode with the exception of uh them fighting hurts and uh you know it's just one of those things that i think developers are going to be much more conscious of in the future much more everyone is burning bridges <laughs> y'all is the burning bridges cast we are hey, i only burnt one that's this is your second this is your second i'm i've only burnt what? one uh, is that my second? Oh yeah, event hubs and now this, huh? But if it, is event uh, hubs really a bridge if they were not ever able to provide any type of platform to me? Now that's all I'm saying. Uh, I just I'm asking questions. Uh, now, damn, I guess that was my third bird bridge. Uh, with all that said, uh, you know, uh, I, I I do think uh, Grand Blue is a super fun game. I had a pretty good Lowane. Uh, mostly because every time I got that super, nobody knew what to do with that giant lady, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but I cannot wait to see what happens when we do go back to offline tournaments and people start playing that game in an offline capacity. Uh, oh, it's gonna be nice. So big ups to the Arc System Works crew for making a game that's beautiful. And I'm also super curious, like how many people who were fans of Grand Blue before this game came out were like, "Whoa, fighting game!" and then started playing it and then found the FGC. I wish I had a metric on that. I, I unfortunately don't. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, but I'm sure that there was a there was a large subsection of people that tried because I know in the Skullgirls community, quite a few people play Skullgirls Mobile and have moved into Skullgirls because of it, which is really mm -hmm. nice to see. But Elon, you know it's crazy. It's it's seven thirty. The show went by fast. It is, it is. We're at the end of the cast, and I wanna just thank you for being here today. Cause Me? it's awesome. Yeah, you, Elon, you were here today. You are present. You know what's great about that? What? I don't know. I thought maybe I, w I was setting you up. I was setting you up to say something nice about the cast. Oh, oh no! You see, it sounded like you were setting to for me to say something nice about myself, and that's never going to happen. Uh, however, okay. I do want to say this. I said this on the on the pre-show. Uh, is this is the last show of Best of Five that I'll be doing in the place that I live now? So everybody, say goodbye to this wall. And the neighbor Drinks behind everybody. it. And there's uh, a say goodbye to all the scuffs from my chair. 
on this wall that I'm going to have to paint tomorrow. Bye, scuffs. And this big Bye. one. You can't see it. There's a really big one here right underneath. No, I can see it. Right Wait, there. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Goodbye, wall. <laughs> that is a huge scuff. Goodbye, wall. Everyone, uh, we, obviously, uh, Elon, thank you so much for being here today uh, because we know that you've been going through a lot. But thank you very much for making time to host no, this cast look hey and, uh, and be it, here. it ain't it ain't about me i'm happy that okay i'm gonna say this and then we'll sign off uh i'm happy that i get to come hang out right uh we get to come hang out with the cool people in the chat i get to come hang out with you you're cool uh I get to come hang out with steve but steve abandoned us today oh everybody i he said this again on the us for dead i i said this on the pre-show but everybody i want you to put your hands up like this and then go ah and then send a spirit bomb over to Steve because he doesn't feel well. There. Now Steve's going to feel Steve's better. Not feeling and... so, Steve's not feeling so great, everyone. He's he's a little bit under the weather. So if you could definitely just send him some of your chi, some of your kai, some of your fantastic energy. And hopefully he feels better either next week or the week after next. Because Absolutely. we do own his soul. He, there's a contract that he mm -hmm. literally signed and promised to be here. And we had to literally vamp for like what, Elon? Was it like six minutes, seven minutes while we didn't have any tournament organizing notes? It really sucked, yeah, Steve. You really screwed the pooch on that one, friend. Also, Keyball <laughs> saying that we were left for dead, but we'll be back for blood. I got into the back for blood alpha. Who's playing with me this weekend? I'm excited. But anyway, oh. everybody, thank you so much for listening to another Best of Five cast. I am the Purple Sharpie. You can follow me on twitter.com slash the Purple Sharpie. Follow my YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the Purple Sharpie. Twitch.tv slash the Purple Sharpie. Instagram.com slash the Purple Sharpie. And I'm on TikTok, tiktok.com slash at the purple sharpie elon where can everyone find you uh this is my twitter also blue is telling me to stream back for blood uh you can find my streaming project that i'm doing with some friends over at twitch.tv forward slash ultra loop uh ultra loop all one word uh that's usually where i stream when i'm not streaming fighting game stuff here on best of five um and i'm excited for stuff coming out in the future so hopefully if nothing of mine breaks in the move i'll be back next week and then we'll have lots of fun but for now i want to thank everybody again for being here hanging out with us means a lot to me i'm sure it means a lot to sharpie i'm sure it also means a lot to steve uh that you chose to spend some of your time here with us this week so go forth be merry and may we all survive whatever life brings uh into our lives next good night canada all right i got it